Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. National Moonshine Day. We cheers everyone across the OutKick network listening to us from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine made here daily at their brewery and distillery. Crew is all here. Coming up in 20 minutes, Armando Salguero of Outkick.com with the latest NFL news and notes. Looking forward to chatting with Armando there. And um, always uh, an energetic uh, guest for us. He'll, he'll, bring, he'll bring the energy. That's coming up at 3.20 Central Time, 4.20 Eastern. Headlines out there today. Ryan Fitzpatrick has announced his retirement and... Uh, at least uh, the initial thought is, based on this retirement, he could end up with Amazon and Thursday Night Football. Um, as, you know, the jokes will go, uh, what he played for half the league. He is very insightful when it comes to uh, play calling, mind of the quarterback, NFL offenses. He's been there and done that. And it would very likely be a good addition. One of those teams that he played for was right here in Nashville. Uh, for the Tennessee Titans and Paul, and the, the time there, Chad, the time that he spent here, um, he he was a very cool dude. And it's not like uh, your average backup quarterback by any means. Yeah, and I, you know he's almost perfectly suited for these you know Manning cast type broadcasts that we're seeing. Like I, I don't Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think you're wasting him in a traditional broadcast setup, and I think he would do fine as Could a color a analyst. Guy. Yeah, a good studio guy, but not even in the traditional studio sense. You know, Charles Barkley, we talk about him so much because he is in a traditional studio setting but does things that are very much against type and tradition in what he talks about and what he says. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick could fit in that same mold, even put him on a traditional NFL pre-post-game studio show, but let him do things that you know most studio analysts wouldn't do. And wouldn't have the ability to do because he's a, a, a fun guy, a smart guy, could do things in a lot of different ways than we normally see on television. He, he was terrific to cover. Fun, cool, different. And then, um, you know, it wasn't until after he left that he really flowered in a certain way. Where, And, and you know, I, I don't go for the hype of um, – of, of the guy who's at the podium, you know, in the funny sunglasses with the huge beard and the crazy shirt when that's his whole shtick. But for Fitzpatrick, it was this contradiction with the Harvard smarts and that that made it such a hit and so charming. You know, he had his kid doing uh, intensive math problems uh, up on the stage slash podium at the Texans practice facility and he was doing that goofy stuff where he's wearing, uh, I can't remember which small receiver teammates clothes to a press conference. Yeah. It was just a perfect, and it was, it was very authentic. There was nothing fake about, about the way he carried himself. So he sent out this word cloud, 
And, um, and one of his former teammates sent out, no, thank you. But he sent it, I think, in a text to, uh, to a lot of guys that he played with. And, and it's just really odd if you look at it. We, unfortunately, don't have it to put up. Whose names pop out? You know, Fred Jackson's name is kind of big, which is a weird one to me. Nick Mangold makes sense. You know, Stevie Johnson makes sense. Chris Johnson and Delaney Walker kind of make sense. But you can also spot like Luke Stocker, which is, is kind yeah. of kind of a, a weird one to stick out. Jarrell Casey, you know, the Titans jump out at me. But Kirk Chambers, I don't he even really have, remember. And it's kind of big. He may have played with Luke Stocker for multiple teams. Yeah, you know, maybe. Tampa Bay, uh, he was here in yeah. Nashville. Bilal, Bilal Powell is a big one, and I'm sure he was with him for a while. Mm-hmm. Bo Allen. But it's just cool if you look at this thing, and, and there are – a billion names on it. You've seen it. Is that the first just you've for, seen yeah. it? Um, it, it? It's just remarkable. And that's a very Fitzpatrick kind of thing to do. Uh, one of a kind guy. Uh, I don't think we'll see a, um, a veteran quarterback stick around that long to play with that many teams. And uh, another thing that made him so distinct, it, the guy was streaky as hell. I mean, he could play three games in a row where he put up massive numbers that would win somebody a fantasy league yeah. and then play three just absolute duds where you're like, how the hell could my team be starting that guy? I mean, it was uncanny. Like He was the prototypical ride-the-heater type athlete, right? I mean, we've seen the guys that can do anything in, in, in burst where they're amazing, and then they can't do anything. The guy on the golf course who looks great for four holes and then can't you know, hit it off the tee for the next five holes. That was Ryan Fitzpatrick almost seemingly his entire career. He was like that. He'd look great for a stretch. And then, you know, old tiny hands Fitzpatrick would come back and look like I couldn't grip the football at times. He'd be throwing it to the other team so much. I mean, it was, it was remarkable to watch at times how streaky he was. And you never say never, but I, I feel comfortable predicting there's probably never another <laughs> Ivy League quarterback that has uh, his success and longevity. Or, I mean – or, I mean, there will never be another player from Harvard that will be mentioned that he's from Harvard as many times as Ryan Fitzpatrick was. You know, yeah. on every broadcast, every mention, it's like, and we're doing it now. <laughs> you, oh, by the way, he's from Harvard. Do you know that? He's yeah. extremely, he's brilliant. You know, it's just, it became the running joke of his career and uh, in, in the meme, the walking meme that would go with it. Uh, but hats off to him because there are a number of quarterbacks that – are for, and more power to them. They get paid a ton of money just to be backups and never actually see the field. Chase Daniel comes to mind. And then there's Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has bounced around team by team and actually starting meaningful games uh, for those had organizations. Yes, in, in, yes. you know, half of them. Right. It's not your typical career, no matter how you look at it. Um, and, and the number of... He'd be a good 30 for 30. Very good, yeah. Oh, uh, and, I mean, trying and I bet he could do it, to recall all the different players from the starting offenses from every, every year with the different teams. Well, what if you took a basic pass play concept and said, what was this called <laughs> and give us all at the every names. team you were at? That was cool. But not only yeah, that, I mean, cool. uh, I, the best 30 for 30s to me are the ones of discovery where you don't know everything about the subject. You know, I've mentioned that Greg Norman, and I didn't know, I knew Greg Norman, didn't know everything about his career. You know, didn't know that he only won the two British Opens, and we know about his failures, the Masters, but when you learn things throughout, 
Think about watching Ryan Fitzpatrick and rediscovering all the teams he played for. You know, just, oh, I forgot about that stretch with that team. I mean, there's going to be, you'll remember a lot of it, but there's going to be holes in your memory over the course of his career that would be cool to watch a documentary about his life and career to see those different holes, have them, them colored in, would be really neat. And think how many quarterbacks he's connected to, his tree of quarterback friends. Yes. Alex Mack has retired, uh, the longtime center, seven-time Pro Bowler, I believe. He's a damn good player. A very consistent player on the offensive line. He has retired, uh, and he did so at this time to help the 49ers. The 49ers get a salary cap savings by his retirement now because they restructured his deal post-June 1st if you've noticed the headlines, uh, roughly three hours before the official announcement of their timer, there was a report out about his contract restructuring. And that helped them maneuver with the cap this year. And he, he steps away by helping his current team. You don't often see that, but he did it here. And today is the day those June 1st deals, even if you made them before, June 1st designation June 2nd's the day that money comes free. So, for example, here in Nashville, the Titans have $9.5 million cap uh, freedom, $9.5 million extra cap dollars that they didn't have yesterday as a result of designating Julio Jones a June 1st cap cut back when they cut him, you know, right at the beginning of, of everything. And there are other moves around the league that, that qualify as the same. So more cap freedom for several teams based on moves they made. Frank Gore uh, signed a one-day contract with the 49ers and Because everybody retired. would have forgotten that he played with the 49ers had he not signed that. I hate one-day contracts. I, I like yeah. the idea that Antonio Brown has not just to come back to retire as a Steeler, but to catch a pass as a Steeler. <laughs> like, I want Frank Gore to go back and get a carry, you know, and then just walk out of the game. The first game of the year – Gets that one carry, two yards, and just checks himself out to a standing was, ovation. Takes he off his shirt, to come back. <laughs> yeah. He was actively trying to get a look. And and then he, I think he fell in love with boxing. He's, he's now he had a very good two or debut, two and oh, right? three and oh now. Um, so he's, he's full-time into boxing now. That's very hard, no matter how good you are for a back his age, to find a role. Yes. Uh, but it was, like, was it last year or the year before he was – he was lobbying to get picked up for a playoff run. It also perfectly explains his longevity and ability to play that position as well as he did for as long as he did when you see that his next venture is boxing. <laughs> like, yeah. That tells me everything I need to know about Frank Gore. That guy at his age, taking the physical pounding he's taken over the course of his career and all of that longevity, oh, the next thing I'm going to try is boxing and I'm going to be good at it. And now I'm going to go to that next. That's, that is a special type of mentality that not a lot of people possess for him to go do that. Just, heck, of, heck of a back. Just a handful of the names uh, that, that go, coincide with the retirements this offseason. Um, of course, Ben Roethlisberger. We, we mentioned Frank Gore, uh, Alex Mack, the center, Andrew Whitworth, Malcolm Jenkins, um, Tewitt. Eric Weddle got his Super Bowl, and now he's officially retired. Sam Cook, longtime 14-year vet punter for the Baltimore Ravens. Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet, yes. Um, Whitney Merciless, Jack Doyle. So there are several vets that. That's a good list. Yeah, right you there. would you would familiar. I think the average fan would recognize uh, that have uh, stepped away. Um, but Brady's back, and but is he really? He said he came back. Because of free agency, wasn't truly 
ready to announce that he was coming back, but he, was he felt forcing his clock. he felt like he he needed to make a decision one way or the other, even if he didn't know for sure, because the team needed to use him to their advantage for free agency, which makes total sense if you're trying to bring back the group that you had because Brady is returning. But he uses the 55% gauge. He says 55% in, which is a bit odd considering the statement that was released when he came back, um, which said unfinished business. I don't, I don't, it just, the unfinished business sounds like the GOAT, who's won it all several times and is the unquestioned greatest of all time at the position. And then at the end of his statement, after 41 days of retirement, says unfinished business. But last night felt like the forty, you know, the the forty-three-year-old quarterback who's now, you know, thinking about what what it's going to be like at forty-six, right? And and started, it sounded more like the Family Guy. Yes. Let me ask you guys a question: How did Tom Terrific look last night physically? He's fine. Looked pretty, pretty good. good. Didn't look like a guy who gained ten or fifteen pounds and couldn't get through drills at OTAs. No, no. Like no. some other guys that are much younger, we've seen showing up to things, right? Um, he, he, looked, will be, he, he will be 110% come training camp. I have zero doubt. He may be 55% right now. I would have said this if the guy was still retired. He would have been closer to 85 or 90% once his teammates and guys he knew were getting back out there, getting ready for a season. No. That's when mentally it would have flipped the switch for him and he would have said, yes. I do not belong here. I do not belong in this car line. I do not belong at this uh, baseball practice. I belong with my team right now. That was going to hit either way. That's fair. Had he stayed retired or not, it is especially going to hit now. So if he's saying 55% now, I believe him. But a month from now, month and a half, it's going to be 100%. I agree with you on that. But it's interesting also, Aaron Rodgers in this same context said, I think about retirement all the time. And it's just amazing to me. And, and Green Bay people are probably a lot more sick of that. But think about the reaction you'd get if you weren't an all-time great quarterback. If, if just a good player at another position said anything indicating he was anything less than 100% in, he would get destroyed. He would have led our show today. He would have led every other show. Pick, pick a guy. Pick uh, Other than quarterback? Other than a quarterback. Just a, Aaron Donald. If Aaron Donald had said, well, Aaron Donald, uh, not an all-time great, say, a very good, a, an, an all-pro, but not a Hall of Fame lock. Well, no one cares as much about them, though. That's the difference. But still, a vital piece to your yeah, team. If a vital piece to your team the reaction was in the different. headline from OTAs yesterday and said, I feel I'm about 55% in, or I think about retirement all the time, most uh, the radio station in that town would have said, retire then. Yeah. I'm not interested in a guy who's not all in. Get the hell out of town. Yeah. 95% of the sports commentators in that town, the columnists would have ripped them. Everybody would have ripped them. Every other guy at OTAs would have been asked about them. I, and I'm not saying quarterback isn't special, and if you've won a bunch of Super Bowls or if you're a, a three- or four-time MVP, you don't get special allowances. But, boy, if somebody else uttered anything close to that who's not an all-time great he would get destroyed. I don't know about that. I mean, I think anyone that's great and has done it for a long time is, is going to get the benefit of the doubt. Andrew Wentworth, if he said that for the Rams, about half in it. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I think about retirement all the time. He's not getting crushed by anybody with his career. Well, it just depends. It I mean, depends I, I think when career. you apply, like, yeah, like, I, 
that could be said about any walk of life. Apply 97% of reaction to 97% of people, and then I'll give you the top 2 or 3%, and they're getting treated differently by fans, by media, by everyone. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady aren't like everyone else. They're oh, two of the all-time not. best ever at the biggest position. So, of course, they're going to get treated differently. Right. No, who's looking for them to get treated the same when they say something? Well, I mean, no one. I'm not. Rogers, I, I, this is where the whole – he's thinking I think about the retirement. the Rogers thing is annoying. He's thinking about retirement every day. He just got paid what he wanted. And keep in mind yeah. – um, But you're not annoyed by Tom Brady? Who actually retired and just came no, back a month Tom later? Brady, Tom Brady's only done this once. Well, you don't like Aaron Rodgers, is why you're annoyed by it. Well, I mean, you I don't, don't like Aaron Rodgers well, largely so because he's when did done Aaron Rodgers retire and come out of retirement? He, he hasn't, but okay. he's talked like this for a so long Brady time. So Brady won Rogers zero on that. Well, here's yeah, why well, Brady Rogers did it and changed his mind. Rogers continues to um, to mention this in part because if you look into his contract details, there is an out for the Green Bay Packers after this season. And so if you're looking for more certainty, even after this year and where you're going to go, you're going to continue to mention, Oh, by the way, I may, I may bolt after this year and call it a career. And he very well might. It's also been 11 years but, since Aaron Rodgers has gone and done what Tom Brady did in his first well, year. And look, a new, that, to new me, if, if you want to go after Aaron Rodgers and you're a Packers fan, and I'm just talking strictly to Packers fans that have been fans of his throughout I mean, that's the criticism. Well, Dude, yeah. you're an all-time great, and you've won one. You know, Peyton Manning was one seen as a choker for years, and he won two with two different franchises yeah. before he was done. Win another one. I mean, that, that's, what I, that's what I'm thinking if I'm a Packers fan. I, I, I get that, but I, I don't know that his you know, saying that I think about retirement uh, for a guy who's done it as long as him would be a big issue for me. But, I mean, that's, that's going to be the criticism of Aaron Rodgers until he wins that second title. Agree. Yeah, but and uh, it's fair. It's fair. It's also fair to say even those in the media who hated him had to vote for him because he's the unquestioned most oh, valuable absolutely. player back to back years. Well, and I'm glad they did. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what absolutely. it's all about. Like you got to take personal animus out of it and and you know give us your honest take on what happened. And he he's the MVP. Yeah, and uh, uh, not unanimous, but he is the best player in back to back seasons. And he's doing it at an extremely high level. And you know. well, it's it, but again, it's refreshing that I feel like a majority of the media doesn't like Aaron Rodgers last year. Yes, but yet a majority of the media voted for him for MVP. Well, that gives me hope football. because then you could yeah. separate your personal opinion and give me your honest opinion. So even if it's not unanimous, I like that a vast majority of people voted for him for it, that it reason. Wasn't close gives but me they hope. Watch football. Gives Coming me hope. up, Armando Salguero watches football and he joins us weekly. From OutKick.com, Armando is next on OutKick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Outkick's Armando Salguero joins us on Outkick 360 weekly at this time, and we say hello hey, to Armando from the Orange Bowl in Miami. Oh, nice. That's the backdrop there. Armando, hope you're doing well. He likes that. I also love... Yeah. 
Love the uh, outkick or the outkick Top Gun styled hat that you have on today. Yeah, that's terrific. Very slick. Yeah, um, you guys have any idea how many great games were played in this place back here, the Miami Orange Bowl? I saw a game there once. I don't remember what it was, but I know I've been there. Hey, uh, we knew we knew this day would come, Armando. The day that Ryan Fitzpatrick has announced his retirement. Um, do you have a best Ryan Fitzpatrick story from Miami? From my well, I mean, th- there is never going to be a Ryan Fitzpatrick story that uh, is better than the press conference that he did in Tampa Bay, dressed as Deshaun Jackson. Mm. Okay, so I mean, right? Yeah. That, that uh, that open jacket, bling wearing, sunglasses wearing, uh, you know, chain wearing uh, guy, just just amazing. I think uh, the best thing that I can tell you is his. I think his second year with the Dolphins, uh, he was fat early on. He was fat in. Um, April and May, and he comes to, you know, the off-season conditioning program. He says, yeah, I'm fat. What can I tell you? I'm a dad, and all the kids have their birthdays in, you know, February and March, and I eat cake for two months, so I'm fat. But uh, by the time that training camp came around, he was fine. But the point that he, this guy is the most self-aware and probably confident guy that I, I have dealt with as far as personality is concerned covering the NFL because, uh, you know, he wasn't afraid of what he was going to say and how it was going to be perceived because he was smart enough to understand, he went to Harvard, by the way, uh, that his words were going to be exactly what he meant them to be as they were first coming out. He's not a guy that ever had to come back and uh, walk things back or kind of uh, help people understand what he really meant. Kyler Murray showed up at OTAs with the Cardinals. I, I'm surprised I, after the offseason that's been this offseason for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Um should this give all of us optimism that we think something's going to work out? Or is this just your typical third-year quarterback coming off the third year where they've got to figure out something and he's got to prove it? No, he's going to get paid. And my guess is he's going to get paid, you know, in the next three weeks or so. And he knows this. They've not made any bones about this. He is their quarterback. He is going to get paid. And I think he's finally come to the realization that it's going to happen. If it's going to happen, maybe it would be good to, you know, kind of throw the team a bone and be prepared to have a good season and work uh, so that that contract doesn't become one where you're overpaid. You live up to the contract. And so it's all good. I don't think there are. You know, there were some hiccups early on with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, mainly because of the timing issue, not because of the Cardinals wondering if they wanted to keep 
Kyler Murray or not. We've seen uh, uh, Armando. We go back to Chris Borland, who's maybe the, the first guy that really stepped out of football early as a, as a young man, March 2015, as a healthy guy talking about preserving himself and not wanting to, to sacrifice his body for the game. Uh, Stefan Tuitt just did it. Uh, Ali Marpet did it a little while ago. It didn't open floodgates per se, but uh, what do you think about guys when you when you see them do it? And uh, is it more or less than you expected maybe when Borland started what people expected to be a trend? Yeah, that's uh, that's that. I, I want to talk about that, Paul, but I also want to know how that wine sipping thing went with oh, you yeah it was uh, great Catalina wine thank mixer. you for bringing it up yeah the Catalina wine yeah. mixer. it was more yeah. of a cocktail hour thing than a uh a party so we were home at a very reasonable hour uh but met a lot we we, we didn't know anybody but the hosts we met a lot of uh of great people many of the guys were familiar with the show which is always That's uh, nice. always fun always like that um and we had we had a big time and uh my hangover was not that bad. I was, uh, I did a, uh, I don't know if you saw it, a column on going to a card show. Uh, and I was at that card show by 10 30 or 11 the next morning. So for me, that's a pretty good start. Linen shirt Thank or how asking. many linen shirts did you see at the Catalina wine mixer? Uh, you know, not the people weren't, uh, I was on the higher end of kind of taking it seriously. I wore my hat that I bought in new Orleans at, at Hutton's, uh, uh, bachelor party and uh they, they didn't theme it up everyone else nicer. there they did theme it up with the cups there were cups that said uh effing catalina wine mixer <laughs> with, <laughs> the, with the logo so wonderful nice I, want, I want one of those cups on this yeah, on this I want desk it, i want it right displayed yeah, here bring it in yes this Thank was you for like they were like women in bathing suits no <laughs> no women in uh you know nice nice outfits they did not bring in women in bathing suits and the women bathing who suits are nice outfits <laughs> armando's used to south beach parties yeah, where everyone's yeah. in swimsuits at all times so yes. this is this is foreign territory for him where yeah. people are close yeah, we're not cool enough to attend j-lo's party no, that's right yeah. armando it was a very nice party thank you for keeping me in mind so, well, I thought about you all week, which is kind of <laughs> a sad statement about me. <laughs> yes, it is. Armando's yes. like, I'm actually going to Dwayne Wade's mixer this weekend. So you got there'll be swimsuits there, believe it or not. What was the question that you asked the early retirements? Early retirements. Yeah, more like, yeah, guys retire when they're ready to go. And, uh, you know, sometimes different guys are ready to go earlier than others. And I would say that. We've gotten to the point where, not necessarily Borland, but a lot of these players, they make a lot of money quickly. By their second contract, the second year of their second contract, they're set for life. It's not just money, it's generational money. And so it allows them to consider not just the present day, but 10, 20, 30 years ahead and for some people and for some you know for some nfl players even the game is not a lot of fun sometimes there are parts of the game that are not a lot of fun sometimes even people like tom brady and aaron Rodgers confess that when you reach a certain you know point sunday is great 
But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, not so good. And so some guys, it's not just, you know, Sunday, but it's, it's also the rest of the week is, is not worth it to them anymore. So and, Armand, Armand, and this time of year can be, you know, fool's gold to them because they feel great. Not just Brady and Rodgers, but anybody, anybody that's thinking about it. They're thinking, oh, I've got one more year left because I, right now I'm rejuvenated and re-energized by it. Aaron Donald, for example, I mean, he, he can walk away yesterday and he'll be fine mm -hmm. and his kids will be fine and his kids' kids will be fine. Financially, I'm speaking. Yeah. So he is now playing mostly on the idea that what I'm going to defend a championship and I'm going to try to stay healthy so that I can enjoy the 20 or 30 years beyond football, uh, not just this year. Armando, I'm going back this morning and watching some of the match that I recorded uh, last night. And I knew you were coming on today, and I thought to myself, I wonder if Armando cares about this. I don't know why that thought popped in my head, but I'm thinking, this is, these are NFL guys. You are, you know, OutKick's NFL guy. So are you watching this and loving it? Do you not care at all? Do you yearn for PGA golfers being a part of it again, or do you like that it's more NFL players involved? What do you think about the match? Dude, I swear, I swear, I thought you were talking about like uh, tennis or you were talking about soccer or you were talking about wrestling. I didn't know. I didn't realize until you got to it that you were talking about golf and Brady and the and Josh Allen. And I could not give a wit about what those guys are doing. It's it's entertaining to me only because they trash talk each other. That's it. Other than that, I don't care about four amateur guys playing golf. That's, I mean, I can go, you know, that way, five miles, this way, three miles, that way, two miles. And I can see that on any of the golf courses that surround my neighborhood. What I care about is, you know, Josh Allen handing Tom Brady a golf ball that has a picture of his combine photo the infamous combine photo on it and within half an hour brady comes back and hands josh allen a golf ball with a lombardi trophy on it and says look i've got a lot of these when are you gonna get one the back and forth is is excellent i i really miss mickelson on it and and, and brought that up they that he kind of ties everything together and keeps the trash talk going longer than a couple of holes. Once one guy has a bad swing or a bad shot and maybe we'll see uh, Mickelson soon. Are we, I'm going to go back to the retirements briefly. Have we heard definitively if Larry Fitzgerald has retired? Larry Fitzgerald was asked to come back last year and he declined. Uh, you know, the Arizona Cardinals had a, uh, a dearth of injuries at wide receiver at the end of last year. And the team reached out to Larry Fitzgerald begging him. And this is, you know, a team that was in the hunt. Yeah. Um, and he just said, no, 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 thank you. So my guess is that now we're going on two years out that he is done. I'm, I would, 
I would expect to hear more about him in the streaming services and all the other things that they're putting together broadcast-wise if he were officially done. I don't know. I, I just haven't heard his name amongst that group, and he's been involved in the media in the past. Uh, his dad is sure. in the media, sure. right? Uh, I mean, his dad is, is a sports writer, uh, which still qualifies as in the media. Okay, guys? Yeah. Um, but, uh, look, I, I don't know. I've not heard that Larry, Larry Fitzgerald has any interest in returning. And, of course, once I leave this show within yeah, five well. seconds, there will be an alert saying Larry Fitzgerald is coming back to the NFL. You, uh, you like Akeem Hicks to the Bucks, despite the fact that he missed a lot of uh, two of the last three seasons. Uh, what makes you think that's a good roll of the dice for them? Yeah, I like their gamble because, uh, let's face it, and and Sue is not 2012-15 and and Sue. And and Sue is a 35-year-old player now. He still wants $10 million a year. And last year, he played 10% less snaps than he had the previous four or five years. And they weren't the same high-quality snaps they had been previously. So I get it. A lot of durability from Endomic and Sue. But the Bucks gamble is that Hicks, if he can stay healthy, he will be better. And they're not going to ask him to take 700 snaps. It's going to be like 350, 360 snaps. And their, their gamble is and their bet is that he can stay healthy for those. One more from me. Alonzo Highsmith, uh, pretty well-respected front office executive in Seattle uh, at, at this stage, but uh, took himself out of the league to uh, work with people connected to that building behind you. Uh, and he's got some connections there. Uh, I saw you tweet about it, and I know you're near and dear to that program. What do you think of him reconnecting with his buddy down there? Yeah, no. Uh, so he's going to be effectively the general manager of the University of Miami Hurricanes. Uh, he's going to try to bring more talent to the University of Miami, something that they've been lacking for, you know, quite a few years now. Something that clearly they did not lack from about 1980 till about 2003 or four. And so um, they're trying to bring the program back to its height and its greatness, it's going to be hard because guess what? Other programs adjusted. The Hurricanes were great because they basically drew a fence around South Florida. And if there was a good high school football player inside Florida, he was playing for the Hurricanes. Eventually, Alabama and Notre Dame and Ohio State and all those other programs came, decided, wow, there's a lot of talent in South Florida. Let's go down there and pay them. I mean, let's go down there and <laughs> recruit them. them to our place. And that's what they did. And the Hurricanes couldn't out, you know, outbid them. I mean, uh, out recruit <laughs> them. And so, you know, they're going to try to recapture that magic. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to try. This is the time of year where if the guy says something extremely honest, he'll be crushed for it. 
but I feel I feel bad for veterans like Tyler Lockett out in Seattle, where he said that the quarterback competition in Seattle will quote build something truly special. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are they? I mean, I can't wait. They have to be looking at this quarterback competition and reacting the same way I did by this quote, looking at the front office and saying, "Are you kidding me?" That's the truth to it. But instead, Tyler Lockett has to get behind a microphone and take up for the offseason that has meant zero at the quarterback position for the Seattle Seahawks. You know, we're in a a dog bites man situation (laughs) during during the offseason where there is no one that says anything remotely honest about their teammates who suck. Yeah. And and so everybody's good. Everybody's improving. Everyone's got a chance to be great. Everyone's really catching on. Everyone's really getting in really good shape. And then the games will start. And now we'll know the difference between, <laughs> between off-season happy talk and the real deal. So I put the Tyler Lockett thing and a lot, I would say just 80 other percent of the stories that come out of sure. OTAs and mini camps in the happy talk category. No, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, do you believe Dan Snyder or Roger Goodell will actually testify in front of the House committee? <laughs> uh, let me see. Do those two guys have lawyers? Yes, they do. Uh, do I think that those lawyers will say it's better if you don't? Yes, I do. I do think that that's what's going to happen. Now, maybe, you know, something crazy happens, but. Are we betting that that's the way it's going to go? Or are we betting that the lawyers will say, don't do that, and they'll take the lawyer's advice? That's exactly what will happen. The, the, the headlines make it sound like they're going to. And I'm like, nah, they, they've been invited to. It's, there's, no, uh, there's no demand here, which means those guys aren't, they're not leaving. They're a comfy situation where it is. Armando. Right? They're no, not subpoenaed. No, they've been invited. That's the that's the term. But the headline said House, you know, House committee wants Goodell and, and Snyder to testify. And I'm like, well, we'll, we'll see. Um, speaking of comfort, the comfort of Armando Salguero there in South Florida. Uh, we are always jealous of that. Armando, you're welcome to join us in Nashville at any time. Today is National Moonshine Day here at 6th and Peabody. So if you're here, we get you we get you a cold drink and a mixed drink uh, here with Old Smoky Moonshine. But then you'd look around and there's no women in bathing suits. There's so not. Uh, they're cl- close enough. Uh, trust me, what hey, they wear in Nashville. True story. Is close enough. True story. With Titans Radio, whenever you're the visiting radio team, you have to physically walk through J Lo's club at Hard Rock Stadium to get to the visiting radio booth. And let me tell you, it was something to behold. It was unbelievable. Hour and a half after the game, and that thing is hopping. What were you doing there an hour and a half after the game, bro? I mean, seriously. Trying to rush down to the team bus to catch the charter back. We just uh, picked, uh, finished uh, post-game, our post-game show, and we had to push, oh, okay. the, we had to push the gear through their rave. Um, it, I, was, it was – I'll never forget um, – Trying to avoid, yet not trying to avoid everyone in that room. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's typical Miami to perfection, that stadium. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reputation that we've got to uphold, and we do our best. Uh, (laughs) No doubt. Yeah, during the game or during the NFL's longest game ever. Keep repping, Armando. For sure. Armando, thank you, man. Appreciate you. Armando Salguero of Outkick.com has been our guest. Coming up, further headlines uh, that we'll dive into. And in about 15 minutes, believe it or not, we finally made it to game one of the NBA Finals which is uh, tipping off tonight. They said we'd never make it, but June 2nd is here. And we can finally tip off the NBA Finals after knowing the matchup from this past weekend. That's next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Outkick 360 rolls on. Google has um, released this graphic of America's top spelling searches, state by state. Um, how do you spell dot, dot, dot? I and love they, this. They Funny, have the trend. There are a couple of unfair responses, in my opinion. But they've, worded, they, they've rated this based on how many letters are in the word that is most commonly asked uh, by uh, a user in that state how to spell. Uh, for instance, in Tennessee, um, pneumonia is the word that is Googled the most on how to spell. But in Louisiana, the word gray has been Googled the most. But gray... It could go either way. ...can be like A-Y a British, or E-Y. Yeah. And Google is saying it's A-Y. But it could be E-Y. So I understand why you would want to search that spelling. Yeah, that's no insult to the people of Louisiana. Um, the Now, in Georgia... Uh, man. The. Uh, that, that is an insult. In Georgia... The, At. the word little. Really? Little. little. Come on. And in Alabama, exercise are the two. <laughs> Those are the two words. Exercise I and little. I think some obesity rates for these states would um, probably disagree with the fact that people are searching exercise. The they're word. searching it because they want to see what they're uh, not now, doing. T- today's the day. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, let's get the old Google machine out and search how to spell exercise because that's what I'm going to start doing right now. And then they never start. The Keep word uh, in Hawaii, cheese, <laughs> Come on. is Googled the this most. This is ridiculous. How, does, how to spell cheese? That's how, what, do, what how is... do you spell cheese was the most Googled. Oh, that's how do you spell cheese. Well, how do they spell it in Hawaii? <laughs> I, spell it, I spell it cheese, <laughs> oh, but how do you line. spell it? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> it took me a while to catch that. That was oh, a reference to a uh, uh, talk show host. Who once asked Marcus Mariota when he's the Titans how to say something in Hawaiian? Yeah, hello. Right? I think no. no, no good it was, morning. What What did that play call? What was the play? Can you call? say it back in Hawaiian? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he said I just did. Spoke English. Back. <laughs> um, yeah. Tomato is the word that's Googled the most in the state of California. That's tomato. a good one. I mean, at least there's a question about yeah, it. Yeah, because e the E the and the O. Yeah, that's a good one. Was it Dan Quell that misspelled potato? Yeah. That was <laughs> a big the, deal? For the kids. Um, in Ohio, the word choir. I'm just looking through the... the, the That's, that, that could be tricky. There Can are... It? I guess yeah, it could I mean, be. It, for the unchurched, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> for the unchurched out yeah. there, I think it's difficult. 
I'm just looking at Jacob Swanson here. Them, He'll tell you how a hard A lot of them are uh, baloney, uh, choir, Tokyo. Uh, the word experience was the most Googled word in Alaska. I don't know why I find this fascinating, but uh, there I, are a lot in of Tennessee, times, so I, feel, I feel proud that pneumonia was the word in Tennessee and not little. <laughs> I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty good speller, but I, everyone has those times where it's a very common word, it just, you and you write it, and oh, you're looking at it, and you're, you're thinking, you're this doesn't South look right. Carolina. Oh. South Carolina, oh, they oh. Googled the word college. <laughs> where am I not college? going? <laughs> yes. Uh, so college and exercise in Alabama, yeah. two things that are not going on in those states. And while I don't know if this is accurate or not, uh, like if they missed the word, West Virginia, according to this map, West Googled Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> uh, so. Zach, Zach brings up a good point. He says maybe the child population having access to technology is this. having an effect oh, on these yeah. Google searches. Well, that, but it doesn't make it any less inaccurate on what yeah. they're saying this is. But again, like the, there are some words where you're just like, eh, that's probably not fair. Like the word gray. Louisiana looks terrible yeah, no, because gray it's a four-letter word. Gray By is... the way, if someone, our radio partner in Alabama, gets upset about me talking about the obesity rate, it's bad in Tennessee, too, and I'm a Tennessean. <laughs> so just know that I'm making fun of all well, of the South for the most part when I say that. It's bad nationwide. Well, the, the word exercise. I'd know, have made the same joke Google about Tennessee if it together. was exercise. In Tennessee, that was searched. Headlines next, including tonight's Game 1 of the NBA Finals, where the Warriors will take on the Celtics. That's straight ahead.